Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Arrington Mercado on with us. What's up, Arrington? How are you? Good morning, everybody. How are you doing today? Good. Fantastic. Thank you uh, for coming on. So uh, where are you from? Give us a little overview on yourself and uh, what you do. I'm originally from South Florida, now living in beautiful Pensacola, Florida. Right. Just got into fishing, been fishing all my life, but I uh, started doing YouTube uh, maybe two years ago and a half and uh, somehow voided into uh, adventuring to uh, charters, beast charters, which is a very popular thing here. In P- so you Pensacola. do charters? Yes, I do. Wow. So did you, yeah. what made you move to Pensacola? Uh, I just uh, wanted a more of a family life. I do have a beautiful daughter and family. So I wanted a, uh, you know, wanted a better life for her and uh, family living here and school system and just a, a nice area to live in. So, and there's a lot of good fishing here. So <laughs> best of both worlds. Yeah. It's, it's Pensacola a bit better. Yes. Everything, uh, cost of living is, um, way different from any other place in florida right now so it's a big big upcoming city yes i would say it's florida's most hidden gem but not as much now because there are more and more people moving here so very affordable for a lot of people i didn't know that that's crazy so what kind of fish are you getting with your charter and and where where did your charter all start uh so my charter's I did not know that you could do charters from the beach. And uh, I had a good friend of mine contact me. He said his father was coming into town. It was his father's birthday. And then he, they just really wanted to catch um, some pompanos during the fall run, So, which we'll get into what fall runs mean. And uh, it was his birthday, so he wanted to catch some pompanos to take home to eat. And I took him to the beach. We had a good time. We limited out. Um, next thing you know, I made an episode about it. And... Uh, one day led to another and had, had started having people contact me about it. Wow. And, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's insane. Yes. It's funny because <laughs> when people just have fun with stuff, it's, it's yeah. amazing what can happen and what evolves from just our daily life and what we do. What, what exactly is Pompano? I've never even heard of that fish. Pompano is a fish that migrates from Florida all the way to North Carolina. Um, very, very delicious and actually expensive fish that uh, most people do not realize. And uh, thousands of people come over to the U.S. to target them. Um, Are you serious? Yes. That is crazy, dude. I've never. <laughs> oh, I know what these are, actually, now that I'm looking at them. Yes. I've definitely seen these for sure. Yeah, they're very Those similar ones. to. Yes, exactly. Um, they're very similar to a permit, which a lot of people come down to target, not in this area, but South Florida. Um, they tr- travel in big schools of fish. So it's, it's definitely a good time when you get on the right school in the right place, especially that time of year. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about Pompano then, because I've never even, I mean, I've seen those fish, but I know nothing about them. I mean, what a, what a weird, weird, uh, thing for me to be talking about. We don't have that in Southern California. So, um, yes. primarily where are they at? And is there a big difference from, where you used to live to now with those fish and what you're seeing? Um, so they actually 
pompanos, like I said, travel in schools and they migrate based on the water temperature. And they like water temperature they look for is 68 to 80 degrees mark. So anytime you're getting to that time um, where that 80 degree mark, 68 degree mark is where you'll see them. Um, like I said, there is a time of year for them in the area that we do leave, um, do I live is, is um, March all the way to May is the best time to target them. So that time of year is where I get really, really busy with people coming in all over U.S. trying to target them. So with that 80 degree water, are a lot of people spearing them too, or are you just rod and reel? You could spear them, you could uh, fish for them, you could side cast for them, you could fish them on the beach, which is very, very popular here. Um, on a Saturday morning, you'll see, and this is just amazing what has turned out in the last few years, how big it's gotten. You'll see about a, hundreds and hundreds of rods down, setting down the beach, just people waiting to catch them. So they're in the, the surf then? Yes, they're in the surf. Usually you're going to find them in the first sandbar. Sometimes in the second sandbar, depending on the water temperature, but most of the time you find them in the first sandbar. So when you take people out, do you usually like go super close to shore with a boat or how does it work? Uh, we actually do it from the beach here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. That's insane. <laughs> yes. Now, there's a lot of people that go for it on the boat, but I mean, the rush of it is just, uh, to me, it's like no other because you could be there for two or three hours not getting one bite and there comes sunset and uh you're limiting out within 10 minutes you're running around like a madman trying to get one around yeah. another because they do travel to schools what what makes these fish so much different than others why are you hunting these fish primarily instead of going out and trying to get you know tuna and stuff they're easy to get to um just about anybody could target them if you know what you're doing um yeah they are very very delicious fish so that's another big value to them um you will find them at seafood stores it's 24 to 26 dollars a pound per pompano that goes to tell you how delicious they are wow i yes. did not know that that's crazy yes. <laughs> talk to me about the experience that your clientele get with going on a charter with you from starting off wherever you start and then going to the beach rod and reel combos and everything like that talk to me about all that um, so basically, they, I do have a website where people go to, to saltwatermerks.com. Um, usually, I get a lot of clientele to the website, to you guys, to saltlife.com, and also through my YouTube channel, which I have a lot of demonstration on videos on how to catch them and people's experience, which I like to record because it's a good memory for them. So they usually contact me through email. I set that up a week before I confirm. Once I get ready to confirm, I have, I have to prepare myself. Um, the day before, as far as getting the rod set up, the rod and reel. Um, these pompanos, you do not need heavy gear to target them. Very light gear, 10 to 12 foot rods, four to 5,000 size reel. And uh, all you need is some pompano rigs, some teasers, or some pompano jigs off the beach. And uh, I usually, depending on the amount of people, I set up three to five rods, depending how many people are fishing. And then once we get there, I look for the best times that I have found for targeting these fish are either early in the morning or late in the afternoon or switching high tide three hours before. So it does affect the tide and <clears throat> everything like that. It, it gets affected for these fish. Yes. Um, yes. 
What about like the? Can you tell a difference between the moons, full moon versus a half moon, stuff like that as well? The full moon does take effect on them sometimes on the during the migration time, which is like I said, March to May. The end of March is actually the highest time of peak, so the moon doesn't affect that as much. What does affect it, and I tell people, is the water clarity. Anytime you have dirty, anytime you have dirtier water, is when they'll move into the clearer waters more. And that's what they look to. They are side feeders. So you can catch these fish in one foot of water all the way to 20 feet of water. And you're not using live bait, you're saying? You're using jigs? Uh, we use live bait. Um, and I, so what they like to eat is we actually use this artificial bait here, which to me has been, I fall in love with it since I started using it. When you're not having that choice of getting live bait and you cannot find it, nowhere in town because like I stated when Pompano's get here everybody it's a massive amount of people that come down <laughs> Every yeah, it's pretty, now, yeah. yes um, it's pretty amazing so what I'd like to use is called this artificial bait called fish bites shrimp flavor what Pompano's like to eat is uh, sand fleas, shrimp, ghost shrimp um, clams, blue crab little chunks of it so when I cannot get it I use fish bites but when we could get live bait. That's where I mix it up with fish bites and some shrimp, sand fleas. If the sand fleas are big, um, I cut them in half. If not, I use some ghost shrimp, and uh, that's what they love. That's crazy. With <clears throat> with these fish, what kind of regulations are there? I mean, you're saying there's big schools of them, and they come through. So can you keep as many as you want, or can you only keep two? If you have a commercial license, you can keep up to 100 pounds, I think. But if you are getting your Florida fishing license. It is six per person in Florida. Wow. Yes. Yes. So if you bring in a big group of people, like I have, uh, sometimes you're catching 30 pompanos in an hour. It is one of the best feelings in the world when all your rods are going off and you're bringing them in and you're tossing out. And one hour into it, your charter is done because everybody has limited out. Everybody's just <laughs> reeling fish in every like two seconds. <laughs> Yes, That's because so what, they, sick. what they do is they come in big, big schools. So basically you have to wait for them to come. Once they stay in an area, all they do is circle around in the same area. And that's where it's game on. So like I stated earlier, you could be there for three hours and all of a sudden all your rods are taken off and you're, um, you're going, <laughs> run one rod, bring it in, another rod, bring another rod in. Are they just feed, feeding off a of bait fish when they're in that big school? Yes. So what happens is pompanos like a little bit, not too rough water, but moving water. So what happens is you will have these things called sand fleas that actually live in the sand. People step all over them without knowing they are. So what they do is get they get pushed out into the water, and that's where pompanos are side feeders, and they feed on them. Basically, They could feed on them in one foot of water, and they go into the deeper waters. And you were saying that you're sightseeing, sight fishing for these? Yeah, so if you are going off a boat or if you're going off a pier or a jetty, you could side, side cast them. They like colorful jigs, orange, red, pink. You put a little bit of fish bites or a piece of shrimp on your jig for scent, and all you do is jig it, bounce it off the bottom, bounce it off the bottom. And once you start seeing that school come through, you jig in front of them. And once they're passing by, they hook on. And uh, if you are fishing from a boat, uh, you just chase them through the beach. So when, you, <clears throat> when you're fishing for them, are you literally just looking from the beach and you see a big, like, 
kind of dark spot and then all of a sudden they're starting to froth up and stuff? How, do, how are you actually seeing these fish? It's really about location for these pompanos. Uh, especially if you are fishing from the beach, you have to look for a nice clear water. That's the first thing. Water temperature, like we've talked about, and also looking for cuts. You want to look for deeper blue, dark water that's clear. That's where you usually find them. If you have these three keys, um, you can, it cannot turn out to be a great day of fishing for Pompano for people. Wow, that I'm, dude, that is pretty crazy. So <laughs> yes. how many fish are in these schools usually? Is it a couple hundred or is it five? A uh, couple hundreds, a couple hundreds. If you're in, the, you're in the right area, it could be 50 guys all next back to each other and you're at the right area and everybody's just bringing them in. Like I said, the migration is a big, big thing that happens here. So does the whole entire community just get super stoked and start going over and catch Pompano? <laughs> there is a, uh, in this area, there's a lot of tournaments that go down to it. A lot of prizes, uh, a lot of people that book charters. So it is my busiest time of the year um, for a lot of people. And that's just the joy of eating a fresh Pompano. I mean, to me, the best inshore eating fish that there is out there right now. You were saying you use like 12 foot rods, just full surf rods. Yeah. So yeah. talk to me about your gear, the gear that you're using. The reason why I like to use these 12 foot rods is depending on the time, especially when the, the end of the pompano running is happening in May, they like to get that cooler water. So the water starts getting a little hotter. So you need to look for that cooler water. So those 12 foot rods will reach those deep cold water areas where those pompanos usually start to hide in there in these pockets. So that's what you need to get to these fish. Now, during the migration, you can always get them in 15 yards from the beach or you're having to cast out about 100 yards to 80 yards to reach them. So that's why we use these 12-foot rods, 11-foot rods to get to them. Now, as far as reels, um, 5,000, 4,000, not big reels. You don't need big reels for these fish. Now, if you do get a big pompano, uh, it's a bit of a fight, but it's a, they all, what they do is they tend to go to the side and fight to the side. And it's a very good feeling for me and a lot of people. It's a very addicting sport. So I, when you're using those 12 foot rods, you obviously you have to have a huge weight to be able to fling it out that far, right? Yes. What, yes. um, what size weights are you guys using? Uh, we're, like I said, depending on the, how far you want to use, what we use is called, these called sinker guy sinkers. There's a four ounce sinkers that we have to use to try to get out farther. Now, if there's not so much wind, is where I break it down to three or two ounce sinkers. And what they do, these sinkers, is they stay in place in that area so they don't move. And uh, they make the difference. Is, are those the ones with the little, like, things on the bottom that's digging yes. in the sand? There you go. Yes, yes exactly I, that. I, I had never seen those before, and I bought them in South Africa when I was there. And I was mm -hmm. like, dude, what the heck are these? And then I figure out how to use them and stuff. And I was like, dude, these are sick. Because you just, your stuff just, your bait stays exactly where you throw it, which is super rad. <clears throat> with, uh, with those, with those um, weights too, it's cool because when you pull on them, they flick out so you can actually get it unstuck or whatever too, which is super cool. What, uh, what are you typically using for hook sizes and leaders and everything like that? So like I'd stated earlier, the water temperature and the clarity. Sometimes when the when you could see through the water, you can see your hand, that's when I drop down liter size. So you, the highest I recommend people is 20 pound liter. 
if you're not having that look, sometimes I like to bring it down from 15 to 12 pound liter size because that will definitely make a difference, especially when you have those days where fish are not feeding and they're being very finicky. As far as what the bait choice is, it's where it will make the difference. Now, hook sizes, I like to tell people uh, one size circle hook or two size circle hook. The reason why is because of their small mouths. They don't have big mouths like redfish or jack curvile. They have very small mouths. So that is why you need to use small circle hooks for them. Speaking of having small mouths and stuff, how big do those fish actually get? What is like the biggest you've seen somebody catch one of us? Well, my personal best is a 20-inch pompano, which is a very big pompano. But um, they they range... Florida legal size is from 12 inches. The biggest I've seen was a 23 and a half inch pompano. And that is a big, big pompano. Four to five pound pompano. So you said 12 inches is the legal limit there. Anything under you can't keep. Anything above is good to go. Yeah. Anything above is good to go. Six per person. Um, that's where we go with a group of friends and we're limited out. Just imagine six people. Six pompanos, that's a good cooler fool. And everybody's just so stoked, too. <laughs> yes. Um, do, they, do they put up a good fight? Oh, they put up a great fight, especially on the light year. Um, they're very smart, smart fish. Most people do not realize that if you don't put pressure on them from the beginning to the end, they will break off because what they are, they are side feeders. So most people, when they start out, they don't realize um, if you're leaving any slack line, that's when they turn their heads and pop the hook off. And I, myself, when I started to target them, I used to lose a lot of them. So I had to figure out how to keep them on the hook. That's where you put pressure and you never leave any slack line on them. Is that pretty hard to do with a 12-foot rod, though? I mean, I feel like the bigger <laughs> the rod, it gets so gnarly. <laughs> it is a little bit harder, but like I say, people, just make sure you put your rod up at all times. Don't let your rod bend. If it is bending the rod, let him run. Let him run, and then when he stops, he stops running. That's when you put pressure and reel him in. Anytime he is running, you want to let him run. Anytime he stops running, that's when you reel in. So it's a constant fight from beginning to end. That sounds so epic. What kind of tips and tricks do you have for people if they want to get into pompano fishing? Pompano fishing is a very, very, very addicting, fun sport. And the tip that I have, and I have tons and tons of videos for people on um, targeting pompano is. Bait of choice. I always have three different options because just like we, sometimes we don't eat, feel like eating chicken. We want to eat steak. Like I tell people all the time. <laughs> so having, <laughs> so we have shrimp, you have sand fleas, you have ghost shrimp, which is most used ones. And I always tip them with some fish bites just because when they do take that live bait, um, you still have that scented sh- fish bites that exactly like shrimp and they usually come back for it. Uh, another tip I would have to, for people is water temperature. 68 to 78 is my preference. Morning time is the best time, personally, in my experience, and looking for cuts. Looking for cuts is where the water flows out or deeper yep. holes like deeper waters. So they kind of like, like you were saying, that that um, moving water. So any type of moving water, whether it be a rip current or tide switches or something like that they're probably over yeah. there in that spot <laughs> yes now to, you don't want to go out in a very rough day 
to target him because you will you might get one or two, but you want to have that in between, you know, a little bit of waves, a little bit of wind. It's just the perfect. Now, on flat days, you won't have as much luck. Now, we've had good days on flat days, but not not a whole lot. So that perfect in between is where they usually like. What's your favorite pompano recipe? <laughs> so these fish are <laughs> very delicious, but you don't need much to them. The way that I like to use it is blackened style. Uh, I clean them up, open them up, put some lemon in the middle, put some blackened, uh, put a little bit of salt and pepper, and uh, put it in aluminum foil and put it on the grill to about 15 to 20 minutes. And once it's done, everybody in the table is eating all of it. <laughs> it's, th- it's that easy, huh? That easy, that delicious, a lot of, lot of flavor. So sometimes you don't need too much of seasoning, too much of anything because the, the flesh fish has already enough flavor as it is oh really yes is it, is it a salty flavor. fish or is no, it a super no. salty fish not no. at all not not at all not a bloody fish not a big bloodline very white tender meat that is why they're so targeted um very easy to clean not not any scales on them basically all you do have to put your knife one time to clean them and that is it so it's not a scaly fish either yes that's insane i love that i want to go catch one now Oh. It gets me all excited because I want to. I got a super rad surf rod too uh-huh, when I was yeah. in South Africa, and I want to use it and like go catch some huge fish on it from the beach. But it sounds like those those fish are super good fighting fighters and fun to catch. So it'd be interesting to like go catch something like that, especially for me for me because I'm from the West Coast. So such a different type of fishing, such a different you know, it's different water, different fish, different everything over there. So. The good thing about that, and you should definitely give it a try, is that also with pompano, you are also going to have um, redfish travel with them sometimes. You'll see that you hook on a pompano, and all of a sudden, from when you're bringing the two pompanos in, you hook a big bull red drum out of nowhere. It's a 40-pound fish with your pompano rig. That's a good thing about surf fishing. So. <laughs> and then you're just freaking out. Arrington, <laughs> how, how can somebody how can somebody book a charter with you? I know you kind of shout, shouted your your uh, business off earlier, mm-hmm. but do you have social media that people can follow you on? Do you have a website that you can give us again? Yes, uh, saltwatermercs.com. You could also check me out on YouTube, Saltwater Mercs. You could check me out on Instagram, Saltwater Mercs. You can also check out my business page, Saltwater Mercs, on Facebook, which I also book throughout there. And also, you can check me out through Salt Life. Captain's director. There it is. <laughs> Rad. Well, thank you so yeah. much for coming on. We re- we really appreciate you talking to us about this. And um, Pompano, you know, I I seriously, I would have never thought in my life I would have been talking about this fish. And it's super cool to see how excited you are about it and learn new stuff. So thank you for coming on. And uh tuning in with us there you go well you have my information whenever you're ready for florida we'll put you on some pompanos and after that you'll have your whole friends come wanting to come down i know <laughs> i know i love florida too so we'll have to get out there soon yes well thank you so much Arrington, and uh thanks everybody for listening in to uh this day today's podcast thank you for having me hope you guys have a great day and it's a beautiful sunday so get out there and get some fish <laughs> Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.